This episode of Canisations with Chris is brought to you by Bio Diagnostics Laboratories, an ISO 17025 accredited food, beverage, and cannabis testing facility. They were the first state licensed laboratory for the Vermont adult use market and are certified for the Americans for Safe Access Cannabis Standard. If you produce cannabis or cannabis products, see Be a Diagnostics team for all your testing needs. Samples can be dropped off in person at Be a Diagnostics Laboratories located at 480 Hercules Drive in Colchester, Vermont. And now, another episode of Canisations with Chris. This podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Canisations with Chris. Welcome to another episode of Canisations with Chris. Canisations with Chris. I'm Chris. What we like to do on this podcast is talk about what's going on in the cannabis community. And boy, do we have a story today. So look, check this out. I am very excited about this gentleman for a numerous amount of reasons. One, I met him at the Forbins event. I went down to Forbins to, you know, just meet with people, do a little connection with canisations. You know what I'm saying? You know, you be seeing me out in these streets and whatnot. But I met this gentleman and he said who he was. And I was like, wow, that is very interesting. And that's something I think this is like a, a something that, you know, needs to be done. And then he told me about the people that he knew. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, you got to be real good friends. <laughs> so anyway, without further ado, we have the gentleman. Travis Lilly. Now, look, I just found out that you had like two jobs. Oh, one, I knew you had worked for the, the, the Barry newspaper. Mm-hmm. Then when you got here today, you said you also work with Rutland. So I'm just so going to say I work, numerous, for, I work for the parent company, um, Brunswick Publishing. So I work for the Plattsburgh paper. I work for the New Hampshire paper and I work for both Barry and Rutland's paper. Look at that. All right. Travis Lilly, the man himself, he's responsible for getting the ads for cannabis in the Barry newspaper. That is fucking great. Insert hand claps here, Joe. So thank you for coming in on the podcast. It's great. Thank you for having me. Doug, first of all, I didn't know that you drove up from Rutland. You know what I'm saying? So before we even get anywhere, that means so much to me because, you know, this is an idea that I created, you know, and to see people like, hey, I'll travel for your for your idea. Like that means a lot to me. So I greatly appreciate you coming this long way. You know what I'm saying? To shoot up, do a podcast with me. Well, when I read your thing from, I believe it was Yahoo where I saw it about the reason why you created the podcast, I noticed that we essentially came into the industry to do the same thing and solve the same problem. And in my opinion, two people ought to have a conversation to trying to do the same damn thing. Talk that. That's exactly my vision behind this, to just create, man, and gain, for people to gain understanding, man. So, man, like I said, once again, thank you. Sometimes I wish I could record the conversation before because, like, a lot of that conversation, we got to recap it, but like the shock of the conversation and the things that we was talking about before, we'll get into all that. But can you tell the people a little bit about who you are, Travis, and what you do? So my name is Travis. I uh, 
work for the newspaper, essentially. And what I have been focused on for the last couple months here is working with the state of Vermont to get cannabis advertising rocking and rolling in all of our local newspapers. And that's been one heck of a journey so far. And I just got a whole bunch of ads approved this morning. That's awesome. What papers? So I cover the Times, Argus, and Rutland Herald in Vermont specifically, but I can also do like the Burlington Free Press, Seven Days, all these places. Get a hold of me. I can get you in there too. Oh, so you the access to the paper, man. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. What kind of, like you say in ads, like, is it just like, what kind of ads are there? So we've got a bunch of different ads going without getting too deep into, you know, the secrets of everybody's ad campaigns going on. Some of this is going to have flat out cannabis in your paper. You're going to see new strains in your face and it's going to be a whole new experience for the state of Vermont. Is it more just for dispensaries or is it going to be? So for me, it's everybody, whether you're a grower, a maker, a dispensary, there's a place for you to need to advertise. Somebody's got to know what your product is and I've got a solution for that. Wow. It's mind blowing that we are about to have. So actually I went over to California, me and my family. No, it was in Arizona and they had papers like cannabis, like a whole section. It was like a three page section of come get your cannabis here. And I was looking and I was taking videos of it because I was like, wow, like, look, they, they're putting it in papers. That's what <laughs> I'm gearing up to do here. Exactly. So it's awesome that we, it's, I seen it there and it was like, of course, they're further than we are. But now that we're getting there, it's great to see that we are developing that. So, so far, the biggest issue above and beyond anything is most people are under the assumption that they can't advertise at all. In fact, the CCB themselves has a 50% fail rate for people submitting ads and getting denied, whether it's on front porch forums or what have you. I currently am rocking a hundred percent approval rate. A hundred percent approval rate. You hear that? A hundred percent. So I, I come from digital marketing before this. Um, I worked with a tire company and with branded deals like that, when you're creating digital campaigns for them, they have a lot of rules, regulations, and guidelines that you have to follow. So in a lot of ways, doing all that stuff prepped me for the Vermont state law because some of these tire makers have way, way stricter guidelines than the state of Vermont does. Yeah. Um, So some overseas tires, can't give away all their secrets, but it's specific from the camera body, the lens, the model, the angle, the car you're allowed to use, the lighting you're allowed to use. And it's super duper strict. So for Vermont to say, yeah, you can't have Barney hitting a bomb. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. This is easy. Okay. I can do that. I can do this. Well, that's crazy because I never really thought about, you know, I watch a lot of com- a car commercials and, you know, just being a voiceover artist, I'm always watching and listening to commercials, but I never thought about like all of that detail. I mean, of course, like you're going to want to know, you know, I'm going to need this camera versus this camera because it will shoot this angle or whatever. But I never knew that it came down to all of that. Well, how did you get here? So th- this is a long road. Um, so I started off with music back in 2004, which is a heck of an era for, you know, a young adult to be hitting the Internet music. This is be- this is before Soldier Boy blew up big. Yes. <laughs> and uh yeah, the music didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. 
So I moved into the world of content creation. My first show that I was a part of, you didn't get this one. So here's your shock and awe factor from the pre-show you're missing. So I uh, was a part of a show that was being produced called Dr. Bong's Podcast, which was a little stop motion video series that we were working on to launch on YouTube. Well... What was it going? <laughs> the doctor and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name drop, but we did start getting um, investors and stuff for the show, and the, it was it was set up to be something. And my writers flaked out, and that was the end of that. And it was enough for me to have gotten a taste to the content creation thing, where it kind of sat and dwelled in the back of my mind. The content creation road starts off. You know, just doing basic stuff like playing video games with your friends online. And in the meanwhile, I was also doing the graphic design stuff. And I had seen that Sasha Gray had started streaming. Who did you say? Sasha Gray? Yeah. Man, look. And uh, her graphics were absolutely terrible on her stream. And I, I'm be honest, I DM'd her and said, hey, look, you're a celebrity and this is unacceptable. Mm. Can I please do your graphics for free to the standard that they should be done. Mm. And um, yeah, it uh, look, I've never, I don't know a man who slid into somebody's DMS, a, a, a person of Sasha Gray's stature. And, and if y'all don't know who Sasha Gray is, I know probably 98% of the people who listen to this Absolutely. knows who Sasha Gray is, but there's like that, that slight people who don't. So if you don't know who Sasha Gray is, just go, just hit a quick Google right quick, just to find out. Safe search on. Oh man, ah, uh, uh, man. And he he said he slid in her DMs and said, "Yo, shit, trash. Let me do it for free." And she said, "Okay." Well, that's a that's a big part of any experience you have. Occasionally, you have to do a bunch of stuff for free. Absolutely. It, it, you know, it's sort of like the internship thing. Like a lot of people hate internships because the people don't get paid, but when you're doing things like art and stuff, you know, if you're a musician, the first half of your career is spent doing what you love for free. And honestly, uh, I don't see a better entryway into something like that. Mm. Doing what you love for free. Right. You have to, because that's the only way you want to get your voice out there. That's the only way you want to be heard. So that's, Hey, that was a, that was a, I don't know if you was just, Shooting your shot, but boy, that was a good shot to shoot. <laughs> well, honestly, you know, it, it needed to happen. It, it did. And you made it happen. Yeah, I made it happen. Um, fast forward a little bit. I was now the YouTube channel manager for her. And here I was thinking that this is the place I wanted to be. This is the content creation world where I felt most home and, you know, I'd found purpose. And we're going we're gonna to hang on to the word purpose here because that's mm. how we that's how we transform to over here mm. because you'll also notice that in the background, there's all these things that have to do with cannabis seated through there, whether it was the podcast, uh, the podcast show yeah. or, um, you know, doing the advertising work. Now I've been in and out of the cannabis industry. So I'm doing the YouTube thing and I watch Pixar's soul. Have you seen that movie yet? I have seen that movie. The story of Joe broke me. <sighs> That was a hard section to watch. And uh, it really got me thinking about what my own purpose is in life. And I've never felt like I've been the person to be, you know, 
behind on things. You know, I always wanted to be the front and center, and I didn't feel like I was providing the most for my community that I could, aiding a community online of mostly people that weren't here. I started looking for ways that I could help the community here to try and feel a sense of purpose, because I think that's a really big thing that the current generation's missing, is we go around, we scroll, and we look through on the YouTube, the TikTok, and you start to realize that a whole lot of time's gone by and you've achieved nothing. So now this is where we loop back into the cannabis. I've always thought that there needed to be a destigmatization with cannabis. And the first way I thought to do that was, okay, I'll go apply to some dispensaries. I'll be there. I'll be in person. I'll be the face. It'll be great, you know? And uh, unfortunately, one thing led to another. None of those jobs panned out, right? So didn't get there. And I uh, had a friend message me and said, I work for the paper and I sell advertisements. And I think you'd be great at it. Would you please come in and do an interview? And I said, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I get there and I see, and I, I don't want to be too mean, but I, I see they need assistance. We'll, we'll leave it at that in a little bit of guidance, which, you know, with the last four years of being a channel manager, providing guidance and stuff like that is something I've been doing as well as providing ways efficient, better tools to efficiently achieve a means. And I started looking and I was like, wait, there's no cannabis ads. Who, who's covering this? Mm -hmm. And everybody said, no one. Like, what do you mean nobody? So I hop on Google, head on over to the state of Vermont, and I look, and I see that within the law, it's perfectly legal to advertise cannabis, but yet look around. Nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. That's how I started this podcast is because I was trying, you know, everybody, I was thinking with cannabis becoming legal that we would have the opportunity to be come down here and get your cannabis, the best weed in Vermont, or, you know, do you have an emotional day? Do you need a heavy sativa or heavy indica? What, you know, Yeah. but then it come to find out it's all illegal, you know? Well, advertisement on television and radios is illegal just because they're under that umbrella. But then when it comes to local newspapers- But at the same time, they just approve some radio ads. Really? Yeah. Oh, we got to do some talking then after this. Yeah. Okay. So they just uh, they just approved a radio ad for a business down in the Rutland area, and that was the first thing I said because I have my FCC license, and I was like, "No way! When are you going to play it? Ten o'clock at night and after?" Well, that's yeah, exactly. When is when is the playtime? If you don't mind me asking, they they didn't specify. So I'm sitting there thinking like, now this is this is federal. This isn't this isn't state level. Like so, the FCC. I don't know that they're going to play this game, guys, because the state of Vermont might say whatever, but. That has nothing to do with FCC. Well, that's it's available. Yeah, it's available. Okay. Well, that's good that people know that, that it's coming straight from the source. Like, it's not, I think this is, you are the source that's I know. saying. I know. There you go. I've, um, I did the Forbin's grand opening ad. Mm -hmm. And next up, we've got Capital Cannabis. She's doing a full page ad coming out Friday. Okay. Um, somewhere on the mountains doing a front page ad down in the Rutland Herald. 
upcoming on Friday as well. And then all of next week, 31 North is doing ads every single day. That is awesome. I'm glad to see that it's evolving and it's evolving quick. Like we're, we're under a year. We're almost a year. Actually, not thinking back. We're almost a year in and it's already starting to happen. We're already starting to see these you know, these things come out. So that's great. Yeah. The biggest thing was for me was getting in there and making sure that we got a handle on it and quick because it was one heck of an opportunity that was being left on the table. And it, you know, uh, talking to all these dispensaries and growers and stuff, the first thing they say is you can't advertise. What do you mean? And that's just not true. That's what stopped me in my tracks. They said, you can't do it. And I'm like, I don't understand why, but okay. Well, let me create a platform where we can do it, huh? So I'm glad it's starting to happen. Well, how'd you, I know we was talking a little bit about it at the beginning, yeah. but how did you, uh, we was talking about uh, your your ego deaths and oh, whatnot. Yeah. So back to the, back to the thing about purpose. Yes. Uh-huh. The, oh yes. The purpose. Yeah. It's a, it's a recurring theme to this because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you want to kind of leave a legacy, right? Mm. And these were the steps that got me to here. So we were talking about ego death and my 14 gram trip. 14 grams. That is insane. I mean, it's on a grand scheme of things. If the most I took was four and I felt like I was holding on to my couch, like at any given time, I could take off. And that's the only thing I could do is hold on to my couch. At 14, there is no couch. Exactly. There is no <laughs> nothing but everything else. <laughs> so how did that affect you? And how did it bring it all to right here? So one of the things that it did is it scared the hell out of me, mm. honestly. Um, I don't know if anybody listening has taken even close to that, but uh, it's a life-changing experience. And it really scared me into worrying about, you know, losing grip of my cognitive abilities. And it got me thinking about what in the hell am I doing with my life? You know, I'm 20-whatever at the time, and I'm working at a chain store. There's no opportunity for growth here. What am I doing? And that was the initial push into starting to seek purpose and trying to find where in the community I felt the most fulfilled. Fulfillment is the key. And it's crazy that certain things has to take place for us to understand who we are, whether that's a death in the family or any other type of tragic event. But when you when I first heard about having an ego death, it was really, really startling. Like I told you, like hearing ego death or just anything with death in it, death in it. Nah, that's it's insane. But then with the two words in front of it, like it's crazy that they're put together. And that's what happens. And look, I've never done it. I'm eventually going to do it. But I feel like I have to be in a certain place within my life to do it. Sometimes I think that's it's, it's got to be a good place. And sometimes it, I think that it may be better to be in a bad place to do this. And then you'll gain clarity. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, not in a, I wouldn't say in a bad place. I mean, like in a place of wonder, a, a place when you, you're questioning a lot in life, you know, or you're trying to figure things out. I feel like a good a good 10 G's, a, a 10 to 15 G's of shrooms will set you right. It'll set you extra right. Like you said, it, it gave you purpose. It gave me drive to want to be a part of the community and exactly. want to actually get out there and carry out some of my ideas in the world. So that's kind of where this Twitch thing came in to cycle back to that is I had this opportunity to foster a community of like-minded individuals. You know, growing up in Vermont, we've got a lot of small towns and people of similar mindsets, backgrounds, etc., might not necessarily be the easiest to find, but online communities give you that place and opportunity to do that. And that's mm. kind of how I got tied up into that whole thing of building online communities. It gave me a sense of purpose for a long time. It's good that there's something like that because you don't necessarily find solitude right around you. Sometimes being in that community, well, you you meet a lot of great people. You, there's some there's some strange ones out there in oh, that community. Yeah, I'm not, but a lot of it is you meet good. I've met people who've never seen each other in person, but they're good friends. You know, they've built that type of rapport, and they're a part of a community. Like, hey, no, I got to go do this. Like, I got my little my group. This could be your therapy session, or you're just your just your getaway session. You know what I'm saying? So it's good that places or things like that exist. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's one of the things that we're definitely lacking as a society currently. Like, mm. what's the last thing you did with your neighbor? You know what I mean? Waved high, maybe. <laughs> it's true. I told my realtor, she was like, what do you want? I said, a big tub and neighbors this big. And that's when they're fully extended, waving at me. And as you see, that's what I got. And I don't mind the loneliness, but, you know, I feel like this is my way of still staying connected with the public. In order to deal with the public, I don't need to be in the public. I need to live in the woods, <laughs> away from things, just so I don't lose that connection to people, you know? Yeah, and burnout's very real. Honestly, that's probably what pushed me to do this, is I'd been doing it for four years, every single day, no breaks, sick, didn't matter. And uh, it got to a point where it just gets kind of overwhelming. Uh, Twitch in particular, I don't know if it's the same for other platforms, but Twitch in particular has a lot of lonely people and when you're working in a field like that and seeing all the messages and stuff, it can get hard after a while of seeing all these people trying to reach out and you can't give them that false impression. You know what I mean? I've never really, I've seen Twitch here and there. Like one of the people I, I really like is Tony Baker. He's a comedian. He does a lot of stuff on Instagram. He talks about Twitch a lot. And I've often been, you know, I've seen a little bit here and a little bit there, but I've never ventured in. But this, that is kind of like, I don't want to, you know, put it on that community. But the things that are highlighted in the Twitch community, it usually looks like, you know, lonelier people. And that's part of when I was talking earlier about the feeling like the friend on the couch. So now you know that you've got all these people who are sad and lonely and now your only way to get income is to ask them to subscribe and donate to you. That was really the shift to want to move away from that is when that realization came, I was like, man, these people already really don't have a lot 
anyways. And now I'm kind of guilt tripping them into helping me out when honestly, I don't need money from this. And that was part of like the beginning of the breaking of the iceberg for me wanting to move out was that realization of, wow, this is kind of screwed up in a lot of ways. (laughs) It is. I feel, you know, what I do know about it, you know, it's, it's different. You know, it's a different mindset than what I was brought up in. You know, it's, and of course, mindsets change, but I don't, things like that are different. I'm trying to get into it, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not for sure. And I don't want it to seem all doom and gloom. There's definitely a lot of great things to it. Absolutely. You know, I've met a lot of great friends, obviously, um, and I've gotten to do some pretty crazy things. Like I went out and did Twitch Rivals back in October. What's, what's that? So... Uh, Twitch Rivals is a thing where they get a bunch of creators together, typically of bigger names, and have them compete against each other. Um, so me and Sasha flew out to San Diego to be a part of TwitchCon, their giant convention thing that they do, and they built this giant stage. I'll show you pictures afterwards. Oh. And uh, me and her competed against people like Tifu. I don't know if you've ever heard that name. Yeah. Um, he's a ginormous Fortnite streamer. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. I know some people who might know him. There's people probably listening to this and be like, what? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's crazy. So, look, I got to ask, what she smell like? Does she have perfume on? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let the people know, please. Like, what was it like to, what's, what is it like to be around some, I know she's just the average person. I know, like, her past, but, you know, like knowing at the, that at the end of the day, everybody's just a person, just that's, a person. Absolutely. But it's still like if I met, let's say somebody who, let's say a rapper who was real big when I was young, you know, I would still have like, OK, so like my daughter, let's take my daughter. Uh, this, no, You know what? Let's not bring my daughter into this. Let's just say me as a child. I met uh, Raven Simone. I've seen her grow up and then just somehow me and Raven Simone was like, oh, my God, it's Raven Simone. I'd be starstruck. You know, people would be like really starstruck because people, you know, followed her growing up. You know, so it's just crazy to be like, this is who you are and being around that person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like and back to the rappers thing. So I've met like KRS-One, Big Sean. Snoop Dogg. So, and and were these, being around these people, like, were you kind of like, oh, shit, this is who this is? No. At the end of the day, everybody's just a person. And honestly, if if I had one bit of advice for anybody that wanted to approach somebody like that, remember, they're just a person. And at the end of the day, sometimes they didn't even want the stuff that comes with it. That is factuals. You know, you go in for a love of acting and come away with a, I can't go into public. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy that, like, you know, I don't know if you would, would talk was talking like this before 14 grams of mushrooms, but it's awesome to see things like that develop that that thing, you know, that thing that you need to be like, hey, everybody's just everybody. That's all we are. Yeah, the mushrooms you know? definitely played a part in yeah. that and uh, humbling me a little bit. Humbling. For sure. And, you know. I'd say that mushrooms definitely helped me think about other people as well. You know, 
in today's society, it's really easy to make the focus on the inside of you. And everything's about me, 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 and not think about how your actions impact others. And Shrooms was definitely a gateway to be like, oh, bastard. I'm responsible for more than just me. That's, uh, yeah. The things I do put ripples in the pond. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave it at that, man. That's enough. <laughs> hey, you talking some real shit. Well, look, man, I want to thank you so much for driving a million miles just to come sit on my podcast, man. It really means a lot. Like, Not a problem. I know. I know. I, I've been doing this, but I stopped. But you said something at the beginning. And usually I like to ask people to end with the quote. So that quote you told me, I would like for you to repeat that, if you don't mind. The one about growth? Yes. Um, the quote is, to have new growth, you must first let the thaw of the... Let the frost of winter's past thaw. Let the frost of winter's past thaw. That's crazy. That's real, though. That's real. Man, thank you for coming and up, man. I think you'll uh, notice that that uh, cycles back to your ego death. <laughs> it definitely does, man. Well, look, once again, thank you so much for coming up gracing us with your knowledge and thank you for what you're doing thank you for wanting to push that bar a little bit to and and noticing the uh the 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 absence of and then putting that there and making that available for this up and coming community that's going to probably make us a lot of money so this is going to be massive it? lean into it you know what I'm saying? So thank you once again, man. Thank you. And can you tell them where to find you? You can find me at the Times Argus, Travis.lily at TimesArgus.com. And it doesn't matter where in the state you are, I will hop in my car and drive to you and we can talk about how you can advertise some cannabis. For example, he pulled up here. <laughs> well, once again, man, thank you for coming up. I'm Chris. You can find me on Instagram. Canisations podcast I know I said I was going to take a break man but I can't take no breaks we got too many amazing people out here doing great things so you know I'm going to keep this ball rolling we just going to grow as the ball rolls so thank y'all for tuning in I greatly appreciate it Travis again thank you for pulling up this is Canisations podcast y'all stay blazing and stay amazing and we out <laughs>